When it came to starting a podcast, it seemed daunting and overwhelming. It seemed impossible enough, or at least in my own head, that I put it off for a long time. And then I found Anchor. And it's been so easy to have my own podcast. Between the artwork and setting it up, it probably took five minutes. So if you have a voice and you have a story, start yours with Anchor. Let's jump into it. How are you different nine when we met? Oh, from 2009. Oh, man, I was a super shy person, very introvert. Is that, yeah, that's the correct word. Uh, now I think I've grown a lot since then. I'm still an introvert, but I don't get as nervous doing a lot of stuff. I've made sure to get uncomfortable with a lot of things until I got comfortable with, and especially in the professional setting, I've made sure just to push myself to do that. Yeah, I think people underestimate, you know, being uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. it can, you can push yourself into uncomfortable situations on purpose mm-hmm. in order to get better. And you know, everything's uncomfortable at first. You yeah. know, there was a time in our lives where, you know, when you're like five years old, you've never been to school before. It's uncomfortable, but, you know, if you never went to school, you know, <laughs> then your life is kind of over before it starts. Right. That's something but, I've uh, made sure to, to, as a goal each year, just to get a little bit more uncomfortable. And it's uh, and I've been doing that, uh, which is great. Uh, and, yeah. So what have you done lately that was uncomfortable at first and, and you know, you've, you've learned from or grown from or... Just had fun. Uh, actually, uh, this year recently, I got a new like position within uh, my company, and it required me to actually set up. It's the the position is called the sponsor uh, program. So essentially, what I do is help any at risk agents that are about to be terminated, just to help them coach up and train and provide that feedback that they need so they could become successful at their job. And at first, me talking to someone else that I don't know made me super uncomfortable. But now that I've been doing that position for almost eight months, yeah, eight months now, it's come natural to me now. I feel super com- comfortable. And then the feedback I get from them is very positive. They enjoy the program and they and our success rate is actually at an 80% where they've improved after they've had those coaching sessions with me. That's awesome because yeah. especially now, you know, during these last year and a half of, of mm-hmm. COVID, like companies' retention levels have gone like so far down. Yeah. And people just, you know, disappear. The, the workforce is just not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super, super smart of them as a company to even want to do that. But how did you feel when they first brought it to you? Well, first, actually, when I applied and interviewed it for it, I was especially just going to do like the reporting aspect. So after they had their sessions, but one of my coworkers actually had another promotion. So they ended up giving it to me. I was a little hesitant at first because it's definitely going to be out of my comfort zone. But once I start working with the, uh, my other coworkers that have the similar position and we started to build it out for our department specifically, it was, it was 
fun to do, and I got to learn a lot about myself there as well. Nice. Yeah, I, I think you know, as as we get older, every mm-hmm. so often, I think it's it's important to find yourself in a situation where it's mm-hmm. both scary and exciting. Yeah. You know, like I think that's the sweet spot of like, you know, I'm I really let me just see if I can really do this, you know. Right. So that that's how I feel almost every other day as an <laughs> entrepreneur though. <laughs> like it's 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 super scary. Like on on some t- days I'm like, you know, that you know, I oh I did this design job and, and mm-hmm. stuff and I was expecting a certain amount of money and then that didn't come through. You know, and then I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm a failure. And then something else happens. And I'm like, I'm God's gift to the world. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a constant roller coaster. But, you know, I learned a lot about myself. And, and like you, you know, gradually, I just got more comfortable yeah. with your people. And I, I think it's really rewarding, though, that, you know, you're in a position where you can actually help people, yes. you know, because nobody wants to lose their job, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I... I try my hardest when I try to help the the, the agents to coach them because yeah it sucks to get that email when they've been terminated at, especially when I put in the work to try to assist them to improve and then I come across that email that they were terminated I'm like oh all that hard work just went down the drain. Yeah, hopefully though, like some of the the tips, you know, or ideas or or, mm-hmm. or suggestions or something that you said to them, you know, they take with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Or at least, at the very least, they think, you know, dang, I didn't take that seriously enough. Now I lost my job. I will never let that happen again. Yeah, hopefully. And yeah. Uh, I know you're not a you're not a father just yet, but that reminds me of some of the stuff with me being a father, because you know I came into my kid's life when they were twelve, and you know now they're eighteen. They just turned eighteen August fifteenth, and like you know they're going off to college and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just hope that you know my advice stuck with them. And that, you know, I, I was able to give them something. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel with my nephew. Hopefully when he gets older, I could uh, give him advice once he starts understanding. And I'm hopefully I could be a great role model for him because he's going to grow up with uh, his dad and me, both first generation with our bachelor's degree. So hopefully he sees that and I'm a great role model for him. Yeah, it's you know, somebody has to do it, you know, somebody has to be the first and, you know, you're the first in your family, my brother and me, we're the first in our family. Yeah. But that actually inspired my dad because he started college, but then he was already in the military and trying to do both. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where, you know, he, his military took over, you know, and he needed to just work as much as he could to make money for his family. But he went back to school. He got his bachelor's degree at like 58 years old. Nice. Which is crazy, yeah. but he did it. And like, you know, me and Rashawn, now all three of us, we can say, you know, grandpa, you know, and, and sons, our dad and sons are, are both, you know, they're all college graduates, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But, you know, nobody else in his family except for one brother ever went to college or made anything of himself. So yeah. it's amazing what you can do in, in a lifetime. Yeah, it really is. And uh, just just branching off of that I my father isn't one to show much emotion but I know he's super proud of me and my brother for having those college diplomas which he won't give it to us they have it hanging in their house so <laughs> but he's super proud of that that's awesome yeah, yeah I mean because you know he's from the generation that absolutely valued education yeah you know and not everybody could afford education because like yeah. some people just had to work yeah 
And, um, you know, like my grandparents didn't go to college or anything, but my grandma still, you know, was able to start her own business, nice. but she made sure that, you know, all my aunts and uncles, you know, they all went to college. They all, they were expected to seek higher ed. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes having good expectations from good people can really, really help. Nice. Yep. You know, like when, you know, we became betas, like that process, you know, the, the brothers that were educating us, they expected us to win, you know, they didn't yeah. expect us to quit and they expected us to be great. And I think that really helped me to uh, come into my own when we were in college. Mm-hmm. So what was it like, you know, what did, our fraternity mean to you when you were an undergrad? It meant a lot. I mean, it still does. Just while I was undergrad, just the brotherhood, it was a great resource to, to, to speak to somebody, say, taking similar classes, or even just the older bros like you, Adrian, and Jeff, just for advice. It was always great because being a first-generation uh, college student and from parents that are immigrants, kind of hard to ask family members that have never been to college like what's it like i need help with this and having you guys there that have already experienced say a few years in college to get that advice so uh, i loved that while i was in undergrad yeah me too it really helped yeah. me go like I, I felt like a number before i was mm-hmm. beta and like you know just another student you know not really standing out or not really mm-hmm. doing much and the fraternity life really just opened my, my world up. And I, I felt like I, I was going to Western, not just a student at Western, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it felt great to be part of something while I was at Western. Yeah, me too. Something that's like, you know, I could be proud of. I can tell yeah. my grandma about, you know, I'm not like ashamed of the stories or something. <laughs> but I think every, every man um, in particular, like wants to belong to something, you know? Yeah. Like, wants to be in a club or on a team or, or in a fraternity, you know, something, some, some group of close men. Mm-hmm. I think we all, we yeah. need that tribe. Now that I'm a father, like I'm really, you know, aware of, of how I am around my son in particular, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of manhood isn't really, you know, drawn out conversations and stuff. It's usually mm-hmm. just observation, mm-hmm. you know, like you see how men act and you're like, okay, either I want to be like that man or I don't want to be like that man. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just kind of make your own way. Yeah. But um, hopefully, you know, just like with your nephew and stuff, like the things that he's seen me do, even if we haven't talked about them, like, you know, hopefully he understands them and they, and they help him out. Yeah. But I'm glad he was, his mom got him an upward bound program because now he's just, you know, he wants to go to college, which is cool. Nice. That's awesome. But he'll be the first in his whole, you know, side of the family and stuff that's going to college as a man. Nice. Which is crazy. But cool. But speaking of other stuff, you know, being the first, you've been in a long-term relationship now for how long? How many years? Uh, 10 years, going on 11. I hope she doesn't hear this, dude. You don't even know. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, not, not too many men your age have mm-hmm. been in a, in a healthy relationship that long. You yeah. know, how does that, how does that feel? being you know in a relationship that long and and what have you learned about yourself during that time i mean uh, it hasn't been easy uh there's ups and downs in a relationship but i think the biggest thing is just communication is a big thing to have that's the primary thing to have If if you don't have communication then it's the point of a relationship but i think 
we've been able to grow together because I, when I first met her school, I wasn't doing so great. I was actually to the point where I almost got kicked out at Western. So once I met her, I kind of straightened up, got my grades up uh, and was able to graduate. And she's always been there to push me. Actually, recently, I was hesitant of applying for another uh, job. She just told me, just go ahead and do it. It doesn't hurt. You get interviewing uh, skills, you can freshen those up. And today I received an email if I wanted to discuss more on this new opportunity that I may have. Uh, so that, that was awesome. <laughs> so she's been there just to help me push myself and I push her, push her as well to just to achieve her goals. Yeah, that's something that I definitely learned about being with Alicia. Mm-hmm. One, like like you said, communication is like damn near the most important thing yeah. in a relationship. And also that, you know, I'm better with her than I was without her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like if I was single, you know, I'd still like work, you know, hard and I'd, I'd try to succeed and do things. But I think I just feel more powerful as mm-hmm. her part, as her partner and now as her husband than than I ever did single, which I think is freaking awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you know the scripture, but it, there's a part in the Bible that says a man that finds a good wife finds a gift from God. And I'm just like, man, God loves me. <laughs> <laughs> My lady is so great. Yeah. For me and her, we it just were super similar. We both just like to stay home. Now that we're older, we don't like to party. Obviously, it, be, it hurts uh, for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> we stay away from that. But yeah, we just have a lot of similar interests, so it makes it really easy. Yeah. You know, obviously, like when we were mm-hmm. dating, Alicia and I, like we had stuff in common and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like as the years have gone by, we're in our fourth year now. Mm-hmm. We realized like, like there's a whole lot about the mm-hmm. time that we weren't together that was similar. Mm-hmm. Like the way we grew up or, you know, some of the movies that we grew up watching when we were kids, like just having that stuff which I think is pretty cool because, you know, we haven't been together that long. We had damn near like 30, 34 years before we even, you know, were together. Yeah. Life. So it's like to be able to share old stuff and new stuff, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. You mentioned before that, you know, you were an introvert more so than now back in, you know, our college days and stuff, but you were always the type that still wanted to do stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> You know, we knew you were quiet, knew you were kind of shy and stuff, but like you were still down to like, you know, road trip and hang out and do all that stuff. But I remember the last time I talked to you, you were, you had gone to Costa Rica. What was that like? Oh, uh, that was amazing. Uh, We haven't been there since, I think it was the last time I went, 2018. So it's been three years. I actually got a Facebook memory. I was like, oh, I wish I was there again. Uh, (laughs) We love actually that country, hopefully. Uh, we want to travel there again, but we also want to discover other places. With this pandemic, it kind of sucked because we did have a trip planned to do a cruise. And the start, I think it was the, towards the end of 2020, but obviously we had to cancel all that. But hopefully next year we can start traveling again. There's a few destinations in Latin America that I, I would love to go to. And then a, a few places in Europe. What places in Latin America? Uh, I want to go to Colombia and Peru. Nice. Yeah, I heard really good things for, about mm-hmm. Colombia. There's um, mm-hmm. a couple YouTube channels that, you know, this consultant guy, him and mm-hmm. a few friends that just basically they work on their laptops, so they just travel all the time. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, they, they put up these great videos and I saw a really good one from Colombia and like they stayed in a villa and had like a, a chef come in every day mm-hmm. for a month. And it was like two grand. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should go to Colombia. <laughs> I haven't been to a Spanish speaking country in a long time. I, that's one thing I do miss about our college days is like, I don't speak Spanish nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't either. Uh, I only speak it with my parents, but then I catch myself like, man, I'm, I need to freshen up on my Spanish skills. They're kind of rusty. <laughs> yeah, I, I was every so often I'll try to just start thinking like, mm-hmm. you know, about like what I'm doing or my plans for the day in Spanish. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, what's that word? <laughs> what's the word for schedule? What? <laughs> but yeah, I want to, though. Yeah. I remember when um, years ago before I met Alicia, you know, I was talking to God about what types of things that I would want in a wife, you know, mm-hmm. things that I thought were important or whatever. And uh, one of them, I was like, yeah, she has to speak Spanish. And technically, my wife speaks Spanish, <laughs> but like she can say Spanish words, but she cannot have a conversation. Gotcha. Yeah, because uh, my girlfriend, she, she can understand it. She's not very good at speaking it but i've encouraged her like hey maybe you get on duolingo and just pick up some more basic uh, sentences or just learn a little bit more spanish yeah i actually use duolingo to mm-hmm. learn french and it's gotten to the point where like i'm start starting to get comfortable speaking french to people nice but it's 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 weird because like i didn't feel that i was like learning because it's not the traditional sense mm-hmm. of like how I learned other languages. Gotcha. But then I just started talking to my cousin who has been speaking Spanish or French for like 20 years from back when she uh, studied in Africa, in West Africa. And so her husband and their kids and stuff, they all speak French. And I was talking to her and I was like, wait, thinking like, wait a second, I know exactly what you're saying. Oh crap. I speak French. <laughs> like it just happened suddenly, which I think, yeah, it's, it's the app is pretty good. They have like podcasts too built in that you can just like listen to in that language, which is pretty cool. Nice. I listened to a few in Spanish. They were like a thick Argentinian accent though. Oof, so I was okay. like, I was having to like listen hard for that one. All right. Yeah. I might have to take my own advice and get on Duolingo because I, I, high school, I did four years of French, but I kind of stopped afterwards and I've always wanted to get back into learning French. Because I would love to go to France one day, and it'd just be easier if I'm able to communicate in their language. Yeah, one of the reasons, a couple of reasons why I wanted to learn French was mm-hmm. after we did a DNA test, we found out that my dad was Spanish and French and English. Okay. So I wanted, I mean, obviously I was already speaking Spanish, but mm-hmm. I wanted to speak French because I wanted, I want to buy a castle in France. Mm-hmm. And... My mom's family, uh, both sides of, of my grandparents on that side, their families are 100% from Guinea, West Africa. Okay. And that's the main language of that country too. And I want to go there one day and um, own property and be able to just like go and live and, and, you know, connect if I can, you know? Yeah, that would be super cool to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, that this doggone pandemic is slowing things down. Yeah, unfortunately. But it's all good. It just gives me more time to make more money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But speaking of money, you know, um, you've had a lot of successes in your life, you know, over the years and a lot of them, I mean, you've never been the braggadocious type, but you're obviously, you know, doing something right. How do you make sure that, or how do you plan for and, and execute the successes you've had, like in your career, for instance? I usually, I like to write down goals and I like to actually physically write them down. Uh, that way I can feel accomplished once I'm able to cross that out. And if I'm not accomplishing it and I just constantly see it, uh, uh, it like bothers me. So I make sure to work at that to complete that goal. So that's one of the biggest things. But oh uh, yeah, and I one another thing. I feel like the t- I know was detrimental to me is I would compare myself as somebody the similar age as me and would see that they would be a little bit more successful, and that would always I feel like I should be there too. But I had as as I've gotten older, I've understood that it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and we all get to where we want to get as long as we put in the work, and it'll eventually uh, come to us. So that's one of the the biggest things I've learned as I've gotten older to 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 accomplish certain things. That sometimes it's gonna take a little bit for that to be accomplished, and sometimes it's not gonna be immediately. Yeah, that's something that I I had to stop doing because mm-hmm. it was eating me up. Was mm-hmm. comparing myself. Yeah. You know, looking at other people or even just looking at my brother because, you know, mm-hmm. granted, he's older than me, but, mm-hmm. you know, he had at the time, you know, some of the things that I wanted. And, you know, I was trying to make it work and investing, you know, like every bit of money that I had into my businesses and stuff mm-hmm. to just get them off the ground. And just, you know, Instagram doesn't help, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with the <laughs> comparisons and stuff, you know, because people can just post whatever. You don't know if it's yeah. true or not, but you still see it, you know. And, once I just, you know, focus more on me and just, this is my race, you know, no one has my struggles. No one mm-hmm. knows my goals, you know? Yeah. And once I just started doing that and really just listening to my own prompts, I realized that, wait a second, I, I pretty much know what to do, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I can just do those things. As long as I'm doing what I know is right, then I'll always succeed. And like, I've had great successes ever since then. Yeah. And I, yeah. Cause when I stopped, comparing myself it was I sat back and realized I have a decent job I'm owning a home I own my own car which I just finished paying off this year so my life is not that terrible I have a lot going on for myself (laughs) right you know and your girlfriend likes you most of the time you know most of the time (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah I um it's something that I learned too just Mm -hmm. just recently is you know, I'm not just living my life, but mm-hmm. it's important to take a step back and observe your life for a second yeah. and to just see, you know, how far you've come, what you have become, you know, are you on the path that you want to go on? Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, the older I get, you know, you know how it is, the older you get, the more stuff is on the line. Like people are counting on you. And like, you know, like you said, you got a home and a car and a, you know, girlfriend and goals and, you know, pets and, you know, it's not just you anymore. You know, there's a lot more on the line. So I think it's important to to take those moments to just see how things are going. And, you know, am I actually going towards my, you know, goals, my long term goals or am I off? Since I started doing that and I I write things down, too, just like you do, just about every day I write down Mm -hmm. some daily goals. And then I have, you know, like, you know, some 
further out and like monthly or even like, you know, five, 10 years from now. So I just at least have ideas of, you know, what I'm going for and try to be as specific as possible, which really helps me not compare myself. Cause I'm like, well, these, this guy has a Lambo, but I don't want a Lambo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so, so what if you got a Lambo, dude, like I'm, 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 you know, getting, going to get my house built, my dream home. Like you can't live in a Lambo. Hmm. So, so what's next for you though? You know, you had successes, you're moving up in your job. Where do you see that going? I would love to continue working up the, the corporate ladder. I know a lot of people would rather work for themselves, but I don't think I could ever be an entrepreneur. I think I need that structure of being with a company and just moving up, uh, just living the American dream, I guess. <laughs> but that's just for me personally. That's what I want to just continue doing. Just, just keep moving up. Nice. Yeah. So when you're not, you know, pursuing those goals, you're not traveling the world, what um, what types of things fill your day? Uh, you know, I, I like to play video games, <laughs> just to distract myself occasionally, reading a little bit, uh, just being outside and playing with my dog and that type of stuff. Books or audiobooks? Physical. I feel like I retain more of the information. I'm actually, like, paying attention more to instead of an audiobook I feel like I'm not paying attention as much to it yeah yeah I, I do a bit of both depending mm-hmm. on the the context of it sometimes like audiobooks are better for me because I can just put my earbuds in and just like listen to that audiobook at like you know 1.5 or something speed True. so mm-hmm. like I'll listen to like an entire you know five hour book in like an hour and a half Okay, nice. Which is really nice because I'm usually like when I read like that, like I'm reading to learn something really fast. Okay. You know, like, oh, you know, like I built this new Shopify store for um, DDH. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to build a Shopify store. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to listen to some content like really fast. You know, it's amazing how, how adaptive your brain can be when you just when you really have to learn something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So speaking of have to, I was went to this uh, webinar series with, with Tony Robbins earlier mm-hmm. this year. And one thing that stuck out to me in particular was he said, you know, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you have to have. Mm-hmm. And that was really Im- important to me. Cause like you said, you know, like it might not happen today, but if you put in the work and you really go for it, like you'll most likely get what you want, yes. you know, you'll, you'll get that thing if you have to have it. But as soon as excuses pop up or, you know, you start acting like I don't give a shit, then like it's pretty much sunk. But how have you kept going all these years to, you know, move up and, and to be an example for people? I think it comes down to my parents being immigrants and them not knowing the language and them being able to be successful at that because they put in the hard work. They own their they paid off their home in like 10 years. They own multiple cars. They travel occasionally. So they were able to do come to a foreign country at a super young age and just work hard at it. So that's my biggest motivation, just to make them proud. Because I, I want to be able to level up and be more successful than my parents have been. Yeah, I, I think that's a similar story to, a, to mm-hmm. most immigrant kids, you know that, you know, they're the first ones in their family to do this whole American thing. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, my dad, even though he was born in this country, it was he grew up in like such dire poverty. Mm-hmm. Never knew his father, you know, broken home, that whole deal grew up in and out of an orphanage. So he really had to make his own way. Mm-hmm. And for him to just, you know, he didn't always make the the, the best decisions, you know. <laughs> he took a couple steps back here and there, but, you know, he was always wanting more and willing willing to go his own way. And, and it really paid off big, you know, like he, him and my mom owned their home and, you know, they're able to travel and have a lot and, you know, and even, you know, be there for other people to help them up, which I think is, is awesome. But like you said, you know, I, I want to make my parents proud, but I also want to level up. You know, because I'm starting way further than they did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I should be leveled up, you know? Yeah. So do you have any, speaking of leveling up, do you have any goals that you maybe feel are a little bit outlandish, but you still really want them? Goals that are outlandish. I would love to own property in a foreign country and just be able to say i'm tired of this michigan weather for six months let's <laughs> go down to tropical paradise that's ultimately my end goal hopefully before i retire if i could god willing make it to that to that age to be able to live comfortably in a different country and just enjoy that that's ultimately my goal it's not super outlandish if i uh, do it right but I feel like at times it feels outlandish <laughs> yeah because you know it's a whole other country and a yeah. whole other world and you know I'm sure part of you knows that like the type of person that can do that is in mm-hmm. a different tax bracket yes <laughs> you know and you're like I'm not in that tax bracket <laughs> not 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 quite so, there yet <laughs> but that's cool though you know you yeah. it's like you know the person that you you have to become mm-hmm. to do that is you know just a more amazing version of yourself yes it's stuff like that that reminds me of the of scripture that says you know god takes us from glory to glory mm-hmm. and i think you know when you have you know big goals like that like the person that you have to become to obtain them is so much more greater than you are now mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff that i thought i had figured out about myself or about my life or whatever when i was you know, 20 years old, but like now looking back, I'm like, no, dude, I'm way better than you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I always want to look back every so often and think like, wow, I, I know so much more now, or, you know, wow, I have so much more money now, or wow, I've done so many more things now yeah. and just keep progressing the whole time. Cause you know, I'm down to own property. Like I said, I want to have my castle in France. Like I already picked out the castle. I know the, the, um, realtor company, that sells castles like i know the area i want to live in i know like what i want to have on it i know how big i want it i want to i know all the rooms like i'm detailed with it dude because i'm absolutely a believer in the ability to attract and create the world that you want gotcha yeah speaking it to existence yeah like we're the only creatures on on earth that have the ability to speak and i think that's for a reason yeah. Because we can just create what we want with our words, you know? Everything that we see was just an idea that somebody had, and they spoke about it and then did something about it. So why why can't I be the first, right. you know, half a billionaire in my family, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I think you'll be a millionaire pretty soon, and then nobody will know about it either. You'll just, 
They're like, hey, I haven't seen Julio in a while. Oh, yeah, he just dipped out to Costa Rica. No big deal. <laughs> You're like, well, what? Julio's balling? Like, yeah, dude, what do you thought? Well, yeah, that's probably what would happen if I were a millionaire. Nobody would know, and I would just disappear for a little bit. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I, I hardly ever see him anyway. He's probably just chilling at home. Like, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, see you on the on Telemundo. Local man <laughs> saves child in a fire. Like, oh, shit, that's Julio. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, being on the podcast and stuff. It was a good convo. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a firm believer, you know, that the people that are around us have good stories to, to, to mm-hmm. share. I think, you know, we get too caught up in the lives of like celebrities and stuff and don't realize that, you know, we're living life too. Yeah. So, and everybody started somewhere. Everybody started with nothing. Well, cool, bro. I am going to chop this audio up and stuff and then it'll publish on Thursday, but I'll send you the link when it's all done. All right, cool. Thanks. So cool, make man. sure to listen to it. I just always hate listening to my voice, but I'll make sure to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I uh speaking of that, do you know why you you think your voice sounds weird? Why everybody does? I don't know. I just I I hate how my voice sounds. I don't know why. It just uh how I well, perceive it to sound and then when I hear it it's like, "Ooh, that's a uh, different." <laughs> my wife said everybody's voice doesn't sound like it does to them mm-hmm. because when we speak, we're hearing our voice rattle, go through our bone in our face, okay. but other people don't hear our voice voice through that same thing. They hear it through the bone in their face. Oh, okay. So whenever you hear a recording of yourself, like it's not through your face anymore, your, your bone structure. So it sounds mm-hmm. different than it does when you speak. Oh, good to know. Weird. Science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out I married a nerd, but it turns out that I like nerds. So, well, that's good. <laughs> there you go. So, all right, bro. We'll be in touch. All right. Thanks. All right, peace. Peace.